When the governing body of a nation state abuses its people, be that through exploitation, lying, corruption, neglect, or deliberately manufactured ignorance, the nation state creates the grounds for a processional effect that will end in its demise at some point. In these last gasps of governing leaders of nation states, corruption, accumulation, and the use of any means to spell caste people will be deployed. An unhealthy ecology has early warning signs. Failure to heed the early warning signs will escalate to a collapse. To understand the field for this to occur, we must understand some of the key features. Hello, this is Christine McDougall, and this is Sunday Syntropy for October 15, 2023. The topic, the fracturing of society and the rise of a misused term, sovereignty. Power. Power is an overused word that needs context to be held in integrity. Individual power to act, make decisions, speak up and respond is right use of power. We misuse power when we use power to dominate, exploit, extract, and reduce others to non-human facsimiles. This is the wrong use of power. It is this form of power that dominates the world currently. Our individual power becomes more potent when we have something others want money, decision-making ability, access, weapons, warriors, cruelty, or health, community, vibrancy, wisdom, and skills. How did we access our power? Did we get it by extraction, exploitation, violence, inheritance, or stealth? Did we trick or spellcast others to take it from them? Did we convince those we took it from that it was their fault? Or did we make a commitment and apply ourselves towards our health, vitality, education, and wisdom? When people want your time, knowledge, connections, influence, labor, and courage, your power, do they take it without an exchange honoring both parties? Do you allow them to take it via an exchange that rewards them and in the process exploits yourself? Do you undercharge for it or overcharge and in the process exploit the integrity of the offering and you as the offerer? All of these questions surface on one part of the landscape of power. On another level is institutional power, which lives in law. Law is designed in its right expression to protect against abuse of power. Driving too fast or under the influence of alcohol is a risk to the lives of others. Protecting the rights of consumers is another right use of institutional power. Law has been conscripted by the powerful to protect their rights and assets, to create a set of rules that is unique to them while hollowing out the rights and access of those with less power. For more of this, see Katerina Pistor's book, The Code of Capital. The link is in the show notes. These legal codes for the powerful are contributing exponentially to the demise of humanity. A society absent law will disintegrate into a messy heap. Out of this heap will rise someone who seizes power and creates their law over others, an autocrat or an oligarch. 
to prevent autocracy and law from one person's betterment while extracting from and exploiting others is why we have codes of law and institutions to protect those codes. Yet when these institutions are corrupted to protect a particular class of people above the others, we set the stage for the whole system to collapse. Sovereignty and the co-opting of the term through white supremacy and others in the conspiracy space. In this milieu of power-seeking, we see the word sovereignty spoken with rising frequency. I reach to the etymological dictionary, sovereign having supreme power from old French sovereign, highest supreme chief, and also from vulgar Latin, super anus, chief principle. I love this super anus reference. It kind of knocks out some of the edges of the word. I am not quite sure many people who claim sovereignty would like to have that reference. When people's access to trusted institutions and citizen-focused government representatives of nation-states is eroded over time by corruption and winner-takes-all attitudes, when the mythology of our origin stories in colonized countries is challenged, as it should be, when the colonizers' rights feel threatened by the colonized, for any reason, when our nation state is overcome with migrants fleeing poverty, climate, war, and hunger, and it feels like our access, limited as it is, will be reduced, when we feel disempowered and without choice, when the other in parenthesis, be that other race, other religion, other castes, is seen as a threat, our desire for our rights over the other is likely to surface as a processional effect. For an article on processional effect, see the show notes. The rise of the sovereign citizen movement is the result. Please look up sovereign citizen movement in Wikipedia. Its patent integrity is fear, a belief in the nativist settler rights to the land. A no one tells me what to do stage of ego development seeded with good reason in a deep distrust of the nation state and the pot stirred with targeted delight by conspiracy gurus who profit from an adoring crowd of believers seeking to place their power in someone or something they feel is serving them even though it really is. From this perspective can we judge with scathing harshness the sovereign citizen movement Decades of distrust and disregard, stirred by fear for those who spellcast and profit from retail fear. At the least, we can understand this movement and be compassionate. We can also know the ecology from which it grew. Systems, structures and governance that do not serve the people, institutions that get away with the murder of humans, animals, nature and our future. Law that protects the privileged and throws everyone else under the bus. Tax codes that break the backs of those with the least while enabling those with the most to pay the least. In Centropic World, I have used the term sovereign many times, but with a very different context. In Australia, we have the half-century existence of a First Nations people's tent embassy on the ground of the old Parliament House in Canberra. It was set up as a statement by our First Nations people that they have never ceded sovereignty of the land of Australia to the colonisers. 
terra nullius, nobody's land, was how the land was described to those who had a 65,000 year history of habitation. I can imagine the look on the face of one of our politicians who has 17 investment properties. If tomorrow someone said to him that all of his investment properties are declared terra nullius. Yet the fear of this exact thing happening is cultivated to keep the conquered divided cultivated by politicians backed by their corporate landlords, those with power. This statement by tent embassy caretaker, Muriel Co, says sovereignty is pretty simple. We say that sovereignty is self-determination of ourselves, that we have the right to practice our culture, the right to practice our religion, the right to practice our law, L-O-R-E as does everyone. Yet this type of sovereignty comes as always with conditions. This is the way centropic world and I see sovereignty, self-determination, sovereign to self, always and only in the context of the understanding that everything is a part and a whole. Rights and responsibilities, whole parts, holons, H-O-L-O-N-S. I am a whole with sovereign whole choice as part of a larger whole that includes you, who also has equal rights to sovereign choice. If my actions deny your sovereign choice, then we have an issue. Or to say it differently, my rights always come with responsibilities to the other, of which I am a whole part. If I want to walk the streets freely, Infected by a terribly contagious disease that will kill others, this is not sovereignty, it is sickness. If I want to drive drunk and kill or maim innocent, this is not an expression of sovereignty, it is an expression of selfishness. It is for this very reason we have laws to stop those who are careless, selfish and irresponsible towards the same rights as others. We are all whole. Yet we are also part of a larger whole. To deny this is to deny our existence. You will not exist without the other caring for you as a child, farming the food you eat, refining the petrol that fuels your car, and creating technology that gives you access to the internet. You will not exist without well-maintained access to roads, without the hospital and the medicine and the carers who will care for you, even if they think you are evil. The relationship between power, sovereignty, rights, responsibilities, law, citizenship and community, governance, the structures and people that steward them, and the developmental capacity of the steward leaders who intend to enable increased well-being for Earth and all her creatures or not, requires comprehensive consideration. They are integrally linked they are whole. To attempt to have power without responsibility, to seek community and enterprise without law, to claim sovereignty without giving the same claim to all humans, our earth and creatures, is to deny the complementarity of existence. We are all citizens of spaceship earth, as Bucky Fuller called it. Our home planet is the only one we have we might begin to act like this is true. 
this episode is brought to you by the Dare to Care workshop, which is coming up on October 19. Learn to speak as a transmission of the message you want to get into the world. Hold yourself to integrity and account, even against the odds. Build cultures of commitment, care, and radical honesty. The Dare to Care workshop commences October 19. Tools for life. The link is in the show notes. I love answering your questions. So if you have any questions for this episode or previous episodes, please visit centropic.world forward slash podcast and click the orange button. Hi, Steve from Melbourne here. And my question is... Hi, this is Robin from warm and sunny Tanzania. My question is... Good morning. This is uh, Michael Freiby from Germany. My question is... Hi, this is Colleen in the Netherlands. My question is... Hi, this is Cindy from beautiful Cambridge. Hello, I am Paul Epping from the Netherlands. And my question for the podcast... Bonjour, my name is Dorothy from Brussels, Belgium. Hi, my name is Ivan from Cali, Colombia, but I'm living in Bali right now. Um, so my question is... Hi, I'm Rochelle Armstrong from North East Victoria, Australia. My question is... Hiya, this is Lorraine in Montreal, Canada, and my question is... And that completes my question. And that completes my question.